Welcome to the Motherhood Unshackled podcast. My name is Klaus Kahian, mom and parenting coach. I'm here to guide you to challenge anything that takes away your freedom and makes you less than you could be. I'm here to encourage you to let your problem shift away from the safe problem and instead guide you to face your true self within. Your safe problems are things external of you that keep you distracted from what really matters. Like, my child is the problem. If they didn't have this behavior, things would be great. I wouldn't yell at them, and so on and so forth. As long as you believe that the child is the problem and that they have to be fixed, you are both going to keep suffering. I coach moms to show up mindfully always, especially when their children misbehave. Each week, I bring you a message to guide you on this journey we call parenting. My goal is to guide you to experience a deep, authentic connection with yourself and your child through the beautiful moments and the challenging ones. It's time for heartfelt, joyful, and simple parenting. Thank you for spending some time with me today. So today I really want to, this next part here is I want to focus on stress. And I want to ask you this question. What do you perceive to be better, having low stress in your life or high stress? Or, so most people will say low stress, obviously. Then, but stress is only one thing. We also need to look at our well-being which is how well resourced we are to be able to handle stress, okay? And we're gonna dive into this in a moment, but for now, if you think of well-being as how well resourced we are to handle stress, would you say that low well-being or high well-being is better? If you say high, I agree with you, okay? So I'm gonna give you two other scenarios. What is better? low stress and low well-being or high stress and let's say medium to high well-being i'm going to go with option b because even though high stress sucks there's things that you can do to shift it there's holistic holistic ways that we can approach it but it was never taught in our curriculum. Our parents, we learned our, how to respond to stress from our parents. And for the most part, we learned pretty shitty tools, pretty shitty tools, right? So now it's time to change this because now I think more than ever in, the, in this history, we are under so much more stress than ever before, right? So someone who has low stress they're doing well in their life and they also have low well-being tools right i'm worried about them because at some point stress is going to happen and then what they're not going to have any tools to deal with it someone who has high stress and low being tools which was me about six weeks ago i i did this um, the, the stress and well-being assessment and I realized that I had high stress and low well-being and what led me to that was to doing this was very interesting but um, which is why I'm so damn passionate right now about all of this right and 
that I'm really consciously making efforts to shift my baseline so that yes, I can bring my stress down, but I can also increase my well-being. And this is where I spend the majority of my focus. Because I was talking about this with my partner yesterday when we went on a walk and he was like, um, obviously my stress and the fact that I have very low well-being, so low resources and tools to support myself, um, has impacted our personal relationship, right? And um, it's just quite interesting because I said to him, and he was kind of like feeling defeated because he's like hey i know your two main areas of stress and those are not going away like anytime soon so like we're stuck in this rut and not in this rut but in this season of challenge for um a long time and i was like no i see this completely differently um yes i can make conscious steps to address the stress in my life right because when you do this stress and well-being assessment it's very clear to you what areas of stress there are, you have. And sometimes there's actionable steps that you can take. Other times it's more limited because there's only so, like you can't really control another person or a situation. Like there's only so much you can do, right? If your work is stressing you out, then you can quit. But most likely you're going to find another job is you have to pay the bill somewhere. And there's going to be stress in that job too, right? Or now you quit your job and then now there's financial stress. So that's not like addressing the stress is only a small part of the equation um, for, for what I see and what I look at. And I've been diving deep into actually getting like I'm almost finishing a certification with all of this. And it's the same thing. Like the stress is one thing and it's a small thing. And yes, we need to address it by taking conscious action. But there's also only so much that we can do. Uh, right. So. The thing is to focus on elevating and increasing your well-being. And when you do that, you're going to be better resourced to be able to handle that stress. Okay. So yeah, someone who with low stress and low well-being is scary to me because stress is going to happen at some point, right? And um, if they have high stress and high well-being, okay, great. Let's keep using these tools and then see how we can lower your stress as well, right? And sometimes it's just for a season. And other times there's actionable things that we can do. Sometimes there isn't, right? So it, it's just um, important. Like, so if we look at stress, like, I mean, um, and it's all connected. When one area improves, usually most of the other areas improve as well. So there's the area of physical stress, work stress, Relationship stress, financial stress, social support, other stress, emotional stress, and stress response. Um, so if, for example, your emotional stress is really high, there's definitely a lot that we can do about that. A lot that we can do like action-wise to shift that. Um, and this is the work that we do here inside the Conscious uh, Mom Collective, right? Because... Uh, that's just the most important thing. And I, most people have relatively high emotional stress because, you know, our children trigger us. <laughs> um, um, so we need to learn better tools on how to handle that. And this is the thing. Once we can build our well-being, it becomes so much easier to handle our children's misbehavior. Okay. 
Um, and then, yeah, I mean, sometimes there's only so much that we can do with financial stress. It depends where it's coming from, but there's things that we can do and there's ways that we can um, support ourselves that we think is maybe not possible now. Right. And then, you know, physical stress are things like not being able to sleep well, feeling fatigued, maybe getting migraines and things like that. That's usually gets resolved when you address the other high stress in your life, if that makes sense, right? So uh, you might not be sleeping well and always fatigued because you have high emotional stress and it's just complete um, depletion for you, right? You're just very depleted uh, emotionally. So it's affecting the way that you're able to sleep weirdly enough, right? So what I wanna dive into here um, is what is well-being? What is well-being? And what kind of tools that we can use to support us? So inside well-being, there's four main areas. There is stress management, adaptability, resilience, and emotional vitality, okay? So let's look at these one at a time, okay? So stress management uh, really falls under the category of like being able to take a deep breath and relax and being to prepare for or shift and reset as in a challenging situation. So to prepare for a challenging situation or to shift and reset during or really quickly after a challenging situation, okay? Um, and then <clears throat> one way that we do that to build our resiliency, to build our inner capacity. Um, and if you want, I recommend you go to, I'm pretty sure it's the last podcast and the last training that we did, uh, where I get you to draw out the quadrants, the emotional quadrants, right? And that is what I'm talking about. So on the left side is very depleting. And on the right side is renewing. Most people spend the majority of their time in depletion. So being able to activate renewing emotions stops the energy drain, which will help in many areas of our lives, right? Uh, that we just talked about in the physical, in the um, stress area. And so we stop the energy drain and then we actually start to rebuild our battery, our inner battery. So we have a greater capacity because when our capacity is low, when our energy is low, little things bother us. We lose our patience on our kids really quickly. We're constantly rethinking about our problems over and over and over again in our mind. Or we're like constantly in emotions of like annoyance, maybe overwhelmed, maybe feeling numb, things like that. Okay. Um, there's things like doing exercise that benefits us for sure. Um, the interesting thing about exercise though, and I was doing a training yesterday and she brought this up and um, we just want to be careful because if we are depleted, and again, I'm not a physical, I'm a medical doctor or anything like that, but from the research that I've done, um, if we are depleted and we work out too much, it'll actually pump up the cortisol in our body and make it harder for us to renew our battery. When the cortisol in our body is high, our vitality hormone called DHEA is actually low. So we just want to be careful with that. Uh, just rule of thumb from the research that I've done, you may find other things, but from the research that I've done, rule of thumb is 
Uh, try not to exceed 30 minutes of physical exercise if you're already feeling depleted, if your hormones are imbalanced already. Um, and focus more on weight training versus cardio. Excess cardio brings our cortisol way high, okay? Um, something to just keep in mind if this is a thing for you. Um, yeah, so stress management, again, is like our ability to handle stress in the moment. Um, not feeling judgmental of ourselves when we're angry. Trying to feel hopeful, but really you just feel depressed, right? Um, just being more peaceful when you are feeling other emotions such as overwhelm and anxiety like anxious um or annoyance being able to quickly move into neutrality or peace okay which is really important um and then being able to share your feelings with someone that is close to you and the thing is not repeating the drama that is going on and milking it and making it worse than it is but really uh, and we do this you know by sharing it with people and then we exaggerate on what actually happened or we do this by just replaying over and over again in our head what happened and how dare he do this right um but so sharing with someone that is not necessarily going to feed the drama but you're gonna more so happen okay this challenging situation happened and you can just briefly describe it or not even describe it at all and just say something happened and I feel this way. And then they can just see you in that feeling without needing to know every detail of the story and whatever, right? That's the kind of person that you want. Just, I feel this way, like something happened, it triggered me, I feel this way. And I just like maybe telling them, what you need to like what you need instead what's your emotional need in the moment maybe it's just I need to be heard or I need to be seen I need whatever it is that you need right so someone that is not going to feed the drama and that is not going to try to fix the situation for you that can actually just be there for you and maybe reflect things back to you okay um when we look at adaptability it's uh, just being able to be flexible and adaptable as much as possible, uh, being optimistic and hopeful of the outcome instead of thinking, well, nothing's going to nothing's good going to happen. Nothing ever good happens or this is never going to get better. Things like that. Right. Um, and then looking at opportunities for personal growth and change. So looking so welcoming the challenges, sorry, as opportunities for personal growth and change so a lot of this specific part um i've done a lot of work with dr steve fonzo around this and it's just really really powerful and there's tactical ways that you can do this and i've done this long enough that you know i've got and i've guided some people through it as well but and i started doing it for myself and so I have two main areas of challenges right now. And so I've been sitting down as my dedication to um, really elevating my well-being and plugging the energy drains. Um, it's been part of my practice looking. I've been sitting down daily for um, a few days now since Saturday 
and so about three or four days and I've actually um, started writing down and sometimes I like the first time I wrote down I sat down I wrote 80 things and I'm going to tell you what I wrote but and then um, this, like this morning I sat down and I was I only wrote about 20 but that's totally okay right we're slowly draining or stopping our energy drains so what I was writing is from this challenging situation how is it adding value to my life how is it positively impacting my life and so those are the filter questions that I'm using and how is it helping in my evolution and then I look at specific areas of life and match it with values and um, our basic needs and st stuff like that. So if you're curious about that, I can help you with that. Um, it's actually something we did on our call last week and uh, something we may even do more if I see the need to next week. So this is really good to see us, huh? With every challenge, there's support and every challenge um, is an opportunity for us to evolve on our journey. So once you're able to do these exercises, it really neutralizes um, the depletion that you're experiencing and you, you, it makes it easier to go into renewal energy, right? So we talked at the beginning about using our coherence techniques to uh, and sustaining them so that we can start to renew our battery and to fill it up, right? And what happens when our battery is filled up is that we have more patience, we have more creativity, we are more empowered to deal with whatever is thrown at us, and we have the capacity to handle it, right? So for example, um, you know, it's the difference between being able to handle your kid's tantrum with ease and grace, and not being and then or joining them in the tantrum, right? And the times that you join them in the tantrum are the times that your inner battery is low right? Um, but the times that you're able to do it, it's a little bit higher. The, the times that you're able to handle it with ease and grace is when your energy is a little bit higher, your inner battery, okay? So the more that you can consciously bring this energy in your life by preparing and by sustaining, renewing energy, the more you're building your inner capacity and the more and more often you're going to handle situations with ease and grace. So that's kind of what we're up to here. And then we look at resilience. Okay, so there's different definitions of resiliency. I'm going to use the definition that Hurt Math uses. Resiliency is the capacity to prepare for, recover from, and adapt in the face of stress, challenge, or adversity. And it's kind of a repetition of what we've been talking today about, right? So most of us prepare physically or maybe even mentally for um let's say a presentation that we do right like i prepared physically for the call today i made notes and i knew what i was going to talk about but i also prepared emotionally and this is the piece that we miss a lot right um why is it that parents can go through a homework challenge or the challenges that it, it, it you know from getting re ready for to go to school in the morning or getting ready for bedtime or after school transition why is it that you as a parent or most parents i would say deal with the same challenges and maybe there's something else over and over again for days weeks months and i would say some it's even years why are they dealing with that for months let's just say 
without doing anything about it. Or maybe they try different techniques. But what if instead they prepared energetically for it, right? Which goes back into what we've been talking about, which is all, this is what attitude breathing is. It is a coherent technique that we use and that I taught you last week that you're able to prepare yourself energetically so you have a greater capacity to handle the challenge that is about to come your way with more ease and grace, right? Or when it happens and it maybe you didn't prepare that day, you're able to recover and adapt much quicker than you were before. Okay. And I mean, the biggest change as parents is um, it makes us more compassionate. It makes us more patient, more loving, more playful, more creative. Like that is it, right? So, and it's very, very empowering as well. So that's just a note on that. Um, it's also, so building our, our resiliency also really helps to self-regulate our emotions. So again, I've talked about this many times. We all want to say, teach my kids how to self-regulate. Oh, we need to teach ourselves. We need to learn it ourselves. And then they're going to learn from our actions and they're going to see what we're doing. And that's how we teach our kids. It's actually, we need to look at co-regulation, which we talked about previously in here, um, instead of self-regulation. Okay. Um, so let's keep going. So let's see if there's anything else I want to talk about when it comes to resiliency. So also comes with feeling happy with the person that you are, believing that you matter and that you make a difference in people's lives. Um, feeling like there's someone in your life that cares about you and that loves you no matter what. And not everyone has that for sure. Um, I feel great feeling grateful for the gifts of your life and appreciating all that is brought to you, the good and the bad. The good is great and the bad almost makes it greater, right? Because if it was all good, we it would just be all good. <laughs> There'd be nothing to compare it to, right? So it's um and then appreciating the bad goes back to the point earlier that every challenge is a place for growth and evolution in our lives. So appreciating both is um, a sign of good well-being, right? And resiliency. And knowing that you can have um, an influence in your life for the better. Like you feel like you're able to make your life better because we don't just get a good life. We have to make it the way that we want to, right? And that is part of well-being. Um, okay, so I believe the last one we're going to dive into, which is, again, part of well-being, is emotional vitality. So being able to feel calm or peaceful inside, feeling appreciation uh, for the care that you receive from people around you, waking up feeling hopeful, like the day is full of promise, um, approach situations feeling cheerful, feeling warm, loving connection to pretty much everyone and everything in your life. Wow, these are like, it's a lot. <laughs> it's a lot to feel this way, right? Um, feeling enlivened and enthusiastic about where you're going in your life and what you're doing in your life. Feeling a strong sense of joy and delight about how wonderful life is and heartfelt passion for almost everything that you do. 
So out of these areas, emotional vitality, um, resiliency, adaptability, and stress management, there's, you may have noticed in one area that you need to focus more than the other, or you may like, I need to really, like, I don't really feel these, these things. It's pretty low for me. Um, so I really need to shift that. So there's an invitation I'm going to give you. Um, it may be easier to see it on paper. So if you are curious, you can take, uh, if you're inside the Conscious Mom Collective, uh, as of now, you've already taken one, but if you're joining us later, or even if you're listening to the podcast, you can take this stress and well-being assessment for free. So, and if you're inside the collective, we dissect it together and we look at the areas of focus and how we can build your well-being if your well-being is low or how we can enhance it if it's, you know, medium or um, whatnot. And then what areas of stress that we need to address. To address. So if you're looking, if you're listening to the podcast and you want to take this assessment, I encourage you to reach out to me on Instagram. And uh, my, my link to find me on Instagram is in the show notes. And I can get you access to a free stress and well-being assessment um, as well. So I hope that today, just by listening to this, you were able to just kind of get a sense of like where you may be at in your life. And just to see like, just to recommit to your devotion to upping your well-being and to plug energy drains and to tap into more renewing emotions and um, take the actionable steps where you can take to lower your stress. Sometimes, you know, there's not much we can do to control other people if other people are causing us stress other than get them out of our lives. Sometimes that doesn't even cut it though, right? So I hope this was empowering for you to kind of give you back your control because um again like i just said once you realize that the game the name of the game is not necessarily to lower all stress because that's outside of your control but the name of the game is to up your well-being so that you feel better about everything in your life you can show up better you feel more love and appreciation more connection more support um, then that's really empowering, right? Because you realize that you do have control, maybe not on shifting the outcome or shifting how someone behaves or what is happening somewhere in your life that is causing you a lot of stress, but you have the power to shift how you handle it. And this is what I'm all about right now in my life, um, not only personally, but also for others. And I've been talking to a lot of other conscious or parenting coaches at this point lately. And it's just a reoccurring theme. And like most people that I talk to, stress is just so high right now. And for most people, well-being is also very low. So what can we do to support you? Yes, we can adjust the stress, but we also really need to focus on the well-being. And that's what we're really focusing on right now inside the collective. So if you're curious about either getting the free stress and well-being assessment or um, joining the collective, you can find me on Instagram and um, everything will be in the show notes as well. Thank you for listening to today's episode. I hope you found one golden nugget to be able to apply to your parenting and your life. 
If you're curious to listen to the rest of this episode, where we finish the conversation on tips for and reasons why you should develop a coherence practice using well-researched and proven techniques that have that are founded in 32 plus years of research. This helps, this is the key foundation that helps bring our well-being up, bring our capacity up and our resiliency up. So when we are faced with challenges, we are able to reset much quicker and we handle these challenges with more ease and grace or if you want full access to this episode or all other podcast episodes as well as weekly q a group coaching twice a month and actual training inside of the group then check out the conscious mom collective online tribe the link is in the show notes If you desire guidance from me every week, make sure to subscribe to this podcast and also follow me on Instagram or TikTok. I want to leave you with this quote. Great parenting happens when you start controlling yourself and stop controlling your child. Parenting is more about reparenting yourself as it is about parenting your child. This is a process. This is a journey and I am here to guide you one connection at a time. Thank you.